0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. Welcome to this special edition of the Highway to Health podcast where I tell you about my recent vacation with my family to Iceland. Uh, for anyone uh, who has been there before, this, this is probably going to be a very fun revisiting for you and you may have some different ideas or different feelings about places you went so you'll have to see what our what our vacation was like um but it was it was a fantastic week um out of the country it was really a great break with everything that's been going on politically socially uh it was just nice to sort of have a break and i and i feel like the the Icelandic people really do it. It really is kind of an an. I mean, it, it's obviously an island, but it's but they really do kind of live on on island time. Things just seem to kind of be slowed down there. Restaurant service was nothing speedy, um, but the people who lived there also just didn't seem in a huge hurry. And within you know a few days, we we definitely got into the groove. And I think it was you know a really great place to go, certainly for a summer vacation. It wasn't terribly summery there necessarily, but I didn't mind it. I, I, I kind of liked the the cooler days. We, as far as temperatures are concerned, we we probably saw sixty five one day. Most of the days it probably hovered between fifty five and sixty for a high, and it, I think it got down in one area. I think it may have maybe may have gotten down into like around forty Fahrenheit. But it wasn't. None of the days felt terribly cold. Uh, unless you are out on a boat, which we which we were on a couple of occasions, and I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram so you can kind of see see us in the different locales. Um, so day one, I, I got in. I, I met my family. I was working in New York, and I was got got there a couple hours early. Uh, just a note for anybody who's who's coming in and tries to do this. It's not super easy to meet up with people, but I lucked out because the, once you once you get in, the restaurants won't serve you unless you have a boarding ticket to go out. So they try to get you out of the out of the airport, partly because it's not very big, although it's bigger than I thought it would be. Um, and they do have quite a few different places to go uh, eat and shop and stuff. But I, I had a, a, a seat change last minute in New York, and they gave me a very strange looking ticket that looked like just a receipt from a. a, a A purchase or something and so when i gave it to them they were sort of confused and they just said okay but uh i heard some other people who were getting forced to leave the airport basically so uh, fyi i was lucky to to get a bottomless cup of coffee at a at a place and uh stick around there for uh, my family's flight was a little delayed so i was there for about three hours um, but it was great. It was sort of a great, great way. I only got about an hour's uh, worth of sleep on the plane. So I guess prepare for that. Uh, left, I left New York at about 10 o'clock and got in at like 6.30 in the morning, something like that, 7.30 in the morning. And um, it was only about a five hour flight. So I did manage a little sleep on the plane. But uh, it was a little bit of a struggle. I think my family went through the same thing, except for my daughter, who I guess slept for <laughs> most of the flight. So she was fine the next day. So anyway, I don't want to go too, into too much detail, but that is that is your uh, trip in. We we picked up a car. It was pretty easy, easy much smaller than we had planned on. Um, but I think most of the cars there are small. We only had problem really one day where we had to kind of go off-road to see a site that was about 25 kilometers maybe on on gravel roads, but our, our car was fine. We 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 just had to kind of slow it down a little bit. There were a few, you know, bigger SUVs and and four by four cars who were just racing past us. But the rest of the time, I was sort of glad we had a smaller car. Gas gas prices are a little steeper there. Uh, it's by the liter, and I believe it was somewhere around like two forty, two fifty a liter, some some somewhere in that range. Uh, and that's uh, that that that's that was breakdown. I think in U.S. dollars. So. Day 1 we got in got our car uh, headed about it's about 45 minutes to to Reykjavik and since we had rented a Airbnb and, and it wasn't ready yet we decided to go check out uh Perlan museum which is it's kind of like a natural history museum type of thing they have they have a uh, a planetarium there and right when we got in the show was about to start so we raced right in and, and Sat down in the dark. My daughter almost fell asleep because uh, because of the obvious, um, but but it was uh, it was pretty cool. And it, the the show was about the Northern Lights, so you kind of get a sense of why why the Northern Lights exist from a sort of solar system perspective. It was a pretty cool thing to go see. I'm sure you can find YouTube on this if you're interested at all. Um, and then afterwards, we went upstairs. They have this really great restaurant um, and cafe that's. On the on the it's it's kind of on a hill, so they they call up some people call it the Pearl because it's got this big domed roof on it, and then outside of that area there's a there's a deck that goes around in a circle, so that's when we started to kind of get to see some some real scenery from it was a little bit overcast that day, but you could kind of see the mountains in the background, and the sea, and uh, it, was, it was some some really nice scenery from there. And we found out they they make pretty decent food. We had some sandwiches and pastries and stuff, which we found to be pretty good almost everywhere we went on the island. From there, we uh, I think we headed to our Airbnb uh, and kind of crashed for a little bit, maybe rested for like an hour. We had plans that night already to go see uh, a soccer match with uh, Vikinger, the Reykjavik soccer soccer team. My son had already done the research, and it was pretty fun. Actually, we we were for sure the only Americans in the place, and a few different times we saw people sort of c- catching our our dialect and looking at us. <laughs> it was fun though. Was ever, people were coming right from work, there was younger people, older people. Just seemed like every age of of people were there. They didn't they didn't sell beer, but they had uh, a little kind of area that was like a, a banquet hall or something that was on the side where people could go inside at at halftime and and hang out and, and drink together. And then they had a, a big barbecue pit behind the bleachers. <laughs> so it was totally different like cultural experience. Very relaxed. We didn't we got there late enough that we didn't didn't get seats. So we we sat right along the railing and uh turned out to be great because we were basically at front row to the to the match. So it was cool. It did get a little chilly that night. We, we left from there and went in, went into town. Actually, I think we went in before, right before the game. We went to uh, we went to see the the church that's there. I forget what the name of that is, but it's a it's a big kind of triangular shaped structure. It's it's fairly popular. It's in it's in all the all the pictures and all the postcards. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty easy to find. And then um, we had some we had some dinner. Had a little little taste of. Uh, I think we ended up doing pizza that first night for the kids just to make something easy. Um, but we got to kind of walk around the, the downtown the area and, and there's a street that's kind of blocked off for pedestrians. So you can just walk down the middle of the road. It's mostly touristy stuff and shops, but it's fun, fun people watching. Uh, slept in a little late on, on day two, trying to, trying to recover, but we ended, we, we got out at a reasonable time, went down to the, um, Downtown area again for some breakfast. Found some places that had like amazing bread and pastries right along the water there. Um, and then we went over to uh, see the, the sculpture called the Sun Voyager, which is this big metal um, kind of ship that's uh, right right along the waterfront. And just being walking down along the waterfront was really nice. What sort of sort of surprisingly warm that that day. We went out to uh, to the Golden Circle. Which is right? Basically, there's kind of a circle that reminded me a little bit of uh, of Yellowstone if you've ever been there. So you kind of have a whole bunch of different sites around the circle that you can stop at. So there's <clears throat> there's a place called Pingvalir or Thingvalir, depending on who, who who says the words. Um, it's a uh, it, it's basically where these tectonic plates are, and it's known. I think I think the there was some kind of a a treaty or something that was that was signed there. They have that this area called they call Law Rock, which is where the people stood to, to sign their law. It might have been their constitution was was set up there, something like that. But it's just a really cool area. And there's for, once you go down from there, it was raining, so we didn't we didn't do a huge loop around. But you can kind of loop around. There's this kind of lake area right around there too that's beautiful. It's kind of black <clears throat> black hills. And then this lake area right below, it's pretty cool, and you can kind of climb around on the rocks there. The kids kids had fun there. Um, and then we did a you know a few different things that day. We went to um, uh, the geyser, which is a geyser, um, and the Gulfoss waterfall, which is a which is one of the bigger ones in the in the country. It's a quick stop, but it's just beautiful. I'll, I'll post a picture of that one as well. And then there's um, we. We, there's a lot of, a lot of sites around there. I mean, it, it, there's there's a few places to stop for lunch, um, gas, gas along the way in case you're worried about getting gas. Um, and then there's, we, we had heard from someone about, a uh, a, a secret lagoon, which was basically kind of like a, a hot springs that was just set up by this family. And it was, it wasn't like the nicest place we went to. Um, it was very clean, but it, it was, the water was kind of murky, but it was like really, just really sort of sweet that you know was and and small, and it was the first time that we had kind of been able to do this, and the kids got a sense of what it's like. of course, everything smells like sulfur, uh, all the hot water even in your even in your hotels and airbnbs, the hot water sounds a little bit or smells a little bit like sulfur because it all comes from underground. So they got a kind of a, a little bit of a sense of, of what that was like, which was which was cool. And a, and a little taste of culture. This is We started to realize that this is like a big part of culture there is to, to kind of go to these places and just relax. So we went there, um, which was kind of great after a day of traveling around. We probably were out for five or six hours, and then we went there. And then there's this really cool uh, crater called the – I think it's called the Kirid Crater, which is um, – pretty little pretty big it's kind of this red rock uh crater with with this greenish water in 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 the middle of it um again the, most of the island is volcanic so these you know these shapes have sort of been fo- formed over time by volcanic activity and and movement so it's pretty cool so that was that was day 2 day 3 uh we got up and found some more um what, we found a breakfast somewhere again. I think we got some pastries again. The, the, the croissants there are, are pretty amazing. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll put up some pictures of that as well if you're interested. Uh, so we, we we did that, and then we then we uh, gassed up and got out of town. First experience at the gas pump went pretty smoothly. I was a little anxious about it, but it was really no different. Um, I, I was a little anxious about the price as well, which, which was a little higher than I was – Planning for, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, So the, the uh, day two or sorry, day three, that day, basically we, we just headed South and it's a, there's a, there's a kind of a big expanse as you're going out, but then all of a sudden you're, you're in this area. That's just, it just blew my mind. I think that was the beginning of realizing just the, the scope of the country and, you know, starting to get moving up and down in elevations and, and starting to see all the different climate regions, as you're as you're going along day three um you you start to you know see the one of the, one of the one of the waterfalls we went to was amazing. You can kind of walk behind it. Um, another one we we had to crawl up, climb up these it was quite a few stairs, I don't know maybe like four hundred five hundred stairs to get to the top of it and they have a little platform that you can kind of stand out over the waterfall and it was the first day that we also started to see some of the animals. Along the roadside and and up into the mountains, and I I thought there were goats at first because they have horns. So uh, this became the joke of the trip was that I I pointed out these uh, th- these three animals that were on the side of the mountain and I said, "Oh look, mountain goats," and then my wife said, "I think that's I think they're sheep," and so I said, "Mountain sheep," <laughs> which everybody laughed at, and then that became the the joke of the trip. And as I was trying to take some pictures of uh, these. These mountain sheep on the side of the mountain. As we were walking up to one of the waterfalls, I I was standing there and my with trying to catch it with my my phone. It was a little overcast and my phone was kind of doing better shots. And uh, I I noticed that it was doing facial recognition. So I I said my my phone's trying to get facial recognition on these sheep. And about a fifty or so tourists who were walking up and down heard me. I didn't didn't expect everyone to, to to speak English or to understand what I was saying, but they all picked it up. They probably all had iPhones themselves, so um, so that was that was fun. Um, and it's you know it's that's it's one of the great things about being out of the country too is that you you do end up kind of in the in the mix with all these different you know these people from all over the place. And there's quite a few little conversations that you end up having because people are looking for something that you've been to or you're you're looking for some direction everyone's everyone's kind of in the same place, everyone's really friendly. You know, there's there's not a lot of places to to eat, so you end up kind of seeing the same people over and over again. Especially when we were uh, around the Golden Circle, and it's just sort of fun to like, you know, you recognize start recognizing faces in a in a foreign place, and people are just smiling at you, like, yeah, I, I saw you taking pictures of sheep. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So as we moved on from the waterfall area, that you know, the sort of the roadside and the hills and the mountains, everything was very kind of lush and green. And then all of a sudden we kind of came around a a bend. I think we had probably been up in elevation and kind of came, came around. A, a lot of the roads, by the way, I mean, my, my wife was calling it white knuckled passengering because you know, if you're if you're not used to, uh, you know, roads that don't really have any barriers on them, it's a, it's a, it's a little scary sometimes. I was, I felt fine as a driver. I kind of, I was mostly just, you know, following other cars, and you, you don't, you can't go too fast around some of those curves, so it didn't feel like too much to me. But, but all of a sudden we came around this, this corner, and then there's just this like, the, the, the whole scene changes. Everything's kind of, this kind of dark black rock formations all over the place. So there's this, there's this great area that we went to. I think it's like do. Holini viewpoint. Um, but it's, there's, there's a lot of consonants in some of these words. Um, but, but it reminded me a little bit of, of the sort of rock formations in, in Italy around Capri, um, where you're kind of, we have this little island sort of off the coast and just like amazing sort of craggy cliffs all along the side of the, Along the side of the waterfront, it was the first place that we saw puffins, which my daughter was very excited about. And puffins are really small. I was expecting we saw pu- we saw pictures of them all over, and uh, in, in like tourist places up before we got to this area. But they're actually pretty tiny little birds, and um, they they kind of live with you know other sea birds up in the cliffs there, um, in these little craggy areas. I think for protection um but still pretty cool and we we were kind of seeing them as we were getting poured on that day we we had pretty good rain gear which by the way bring bring some rain pants and a rain jacket we were kind of in and out of rain clothes all the time but you kind of get used to it and there was there was only the only time any of us got soaked was my son phoenix decided in that waterfall that you could walk behind that he wanted to go walk closer to where the waterfall was and and get a picture and. It looked really cool. I'm, I'm sure it looks really great in the pictures, but he just got completely soaked. Oh, there's just so much, so much water spray and pressure, kind of pushing the water all over the place down there. So, but, um, but yeah, we, we didn't get terribly wet any other place otherwise. And then there was uh, after you kind of come around the corner from where those, from where that area was where we saw the puffins. There's this black beach with these kind of amazing rock formations that are all kind of vertical. With little, almost kind of like little platform ledges as it goes up, and you can kind of climb up on there. And so we didn't go very high, but there were some people who were much braver than us who were getting up higher and taking pictures. We we took them on the lowest platforms, (laughs) but it was it's still pretty cool. And it's kind of like a little cave shape that it that it makes. I mean, just the the I mean the the wall of this thing was just kind of an art piece by itself. It was amazing. And then uh, I think we. That day was the day that we, I think we ended up having a bit of a long drive in the, in the afternoon to get to our next place. We stayed in a place called Hof One. I'll, I'll put some of this itinerary up too, if you're looking for places to stay. It was a, basically a little hostel. There's quite a few places like this that, that we stayed at. Um, we stayed in an Airbnb in, in Reykjavik, which was really nice. And then we stayed at this, at this hostel, which is a lot of places had this where there's like a room with two beds or a big queen size bed. And then there's kind of a shared hallway between the, the two rooms. So you might end up there with, if you're just a, a couple that's, that's there, you might end up having to share a bathroom with somebody else. But since there were four of us, we basically kind of had our own little unit, which worked out perfect. We got a little, little break from the kids at the end of the day, <laughs> it was nice. Um, and that place, Hoff had kind of a nice little um, area for dinner. We got there a little late, we ended up getting a drink. Uh, before we went to sleep because we had stopped and had some food on the way, but um, <clears throat> yeah, we the, they had the the next morning when we got up there day four had the most amazing breakfast actually, great coffee, croissants, toast, eggs of all sorts. You know, you you name it. They kind of they kind of had it. So it was one of the few times I've ever had like a B, Airbnb uh, uh, a real B and B experience, not an Airbnb, <laughs> a real B and B experience, where they they really kind of went all out. So that was nice. It was it was great because we had kind of a a big day of of travel ahead of us that next that next day. But the uh, the the place that we headed to was to start was only about a half hour from from where our hostel was. And that was the Glacier Lagoon, which I highly recommend. I think it's it, it's a little pricey. It's like ninety bucks, you know, per person to get on the boat. Maybe a little bit less for kids. Um, but you, but they take you out onto the Glacier l- Lagoon, so you're kind of you know boating around where all these glaciers are, you know, floating around or kind of just jutting up in, in different areas they 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 pull out a piece of the out of the lagoon of, the, of of a glacier for you to see and just see see how it actually is blue that that is its natural color. I don't know if it, I don't know what the color comes from exactly. I don't know if it's partly sulfur um, and maybe just the compression over time. but they broke broke it up into little pieces so we can taste. It, it didn't taste sulfury at all. It tasted like the cleanest ice i've I've ever had. Um, but it was cool. It was just cool to kind of be in there the guy who who did the tour was quite entertaining, and I think he was from Spain, which is really kind of interesting uh but he was but he was really good at his job and kind of gave us some amazing history of the area. There are kind of big mountains in the backdrop of of where you are because the the lagoon is basically has an in or an outlet that goes out to sea. So you can kind of see you're, you're in the lagoon, and then there's kind of mountains that are, you know, snow-capped. You can see the glacier sort of packed in, you know, in between mountain areas up in there. And then once we got off the boat and and got out, actually, one of the things that we saw, we actually saw one of the, like a, a piece fall off of one of the glaciers while we were standing there waiting for one of us to go to the bathroom. Phoenix saw it, and it was like this big crash into the water. Kind of exciting, but after we leave there, just across the road and and down a bit, there's there's an area that's that that they call Diamond Beach, which is where all these you know pieces of the glaciers start to kind of float out to sea. Some of them are like. Six, seven feet tall, just kind of sitting there on the beach. And <clears throat> You can take pictures of them, um, pictures with them, standing on them. You know, they're they're all gonna melt over time, so nothing's too precious. And then just tons of little tiny pieces, so they're just kind of glittering in the in the light. So that was that was a pretty cool thing. Kids seem to really enjoy that. And the and the beach is all black there as well. So just the juxtaposition of the of the the diamonds of of uh, the glaciers against the beach is really cool. From there, we we spent quite a bit of time driving that day. I think we had about four hours from that area to Sadie's fjord which is on the east coast. Um, which is kind of a there. There are some big ships that come in there, and even some cruise ships. I think that come into that port. We we but we we just kind of wander our way around. You know the the coastal area. Again that you know that it keeps changing. you kind of get these you get these areas that are like very volcanic looking. And then there are areas where you know stuff has grown over some of that volcanic area. It's a little greener, it's almost kind of like this mossy sponge. We, we actually got out at one point and started running around on it because it just feels like this bouncy spongy material. Um, and we got some great pictures of our of our footprints in it. Um, but we had to kind of check it out because everything just there's, there's, you know, along that south coast, especially there's just nothing like anything I've seen before. It just it really does look like another planet. We stopped at a little, a little, another port city and had had a, some coffee and hot chocolate in this area. We ended up meeting a, a another family from Wisconsin, <laughs> from Milwaukee, that my kids started to play with at the park. And in most of the parks, they have these little kind of like bouncy Balloon things—they're almost kind of like bouncy houses, except for they just put them out over the grass and they're kind of pinned down to make a kind of a dome, a little bubble, and you can jump around on them. So, my son was making these girls uh, do some kind of game with him. (laughs) He's trying to bounce them, make them fall down. They—the family we were with—just thought he was the best, and everybody had a great time. And it was a good, good break. We were probably there for an hour. Kids got a little break from the car, and then. About an hour in after that, I think, we we hit started hitting the rain as we were heading towards Sadie's Fjordar. and first we had to go up to incredibly high elevation. It was the first time that we, we could see ourselves sort of climbing right into the clouds, and the kids rolled on their windows and put their hands out to see what it felt like. It was pretty cool. And then right after that, it just started pouring. So the whole way back down the mountain, basically, we were, it was pouring. Couldn't really see much of the mountain, and I've heard that area supposed to be gorgeous, but... I guess we missed it on this trip. We're gonna to have to go back. Well, We got there and um, we stayed in another hostel. Sort of had a similar feel as far as the rooms were concerned, but totally different. It was a it was a very sort of mid mid century feeling place. And um, they we had we had heard that there was that there was kind of a a cool little municipal pool there that you could go to with a hot tub and sauna and stuff. So after a long day of travel again we decided to to hit that it was pretty cheap it was like 5 bucks each or something and hung out there for an hour before it closed and it was just such a great way to wind down the day and then we ended up from from there right across the street uh, almost was this uh great little place that was another kind of hostel i forget the name of that one i might have to post that for you later but there's not a lot in sayfiordor so um, but it was this it was this great little area where there there was a bunch of people who were, who had um, sort of clearly been working in the hosp- hostel, some younger people, a bunch of older people, a lot of travelers and it was just a super cool scene. My son was sort of, I felt like he was really kind of into the cultural experience, uh, getting a sense of, you know, how, how people can move around. And when, when you're, you know, maybe in your early twenties, you can start go- going to these places on your own. So he said that, that was kind of a, a Big eye-opener for him, I think. And we had some amazing food. We started to realize that they do great soup. Pretty much everywhere we went, we, we tried soup. And they're especially known for the mushroom soup, it seems like, because we had that in three different places. And it was it was incredible. So day five, we got up, still foggy, in Sadie's Fjodor, which was a little bit of a drag because we couldn't see very much. But we went down along the coast. They've got, they've got this old church with this... Um, <clears throat> the street that's all colored kind of rainbow colors which was kind of cool. Um went down there took some pictures and kind of got out of town pretty quickly. Took a stop somewhere pretty early on. It was it was raining still that that day. It didn't, for some reason it didn't seem to take as much time to get out of that mountain area as it did to get down there maybe just cuz it was such a heavy downpour when we were when we were coming coming down. Um but we stopped one of the first stops is maybe an hour and a half from there is the lava fields which it was still kind of raining, and it didn't really get a feel for it on the way walking towards it. you. Kind of see in the in the distance, uh, there was kind of something steaming, um, and uh, there was a kind of a boardwalk that you could walk as you get closer to it. And once you get up there, though, you kind of start to see the vastness of how all this lava had poured down across this field. Um, obviously, it's not it's not still hot, but um, there is kind of a hot pool of it uh, up at the top. But down down along the bottom, it goes out for probably a half, maybe half mile, something like that. And um, just amazing shapes of, of, of lava that had sort of, you know, bubbled over and created all these different formations all the way down across this field. So it's I, I wasn't as excited going up, coming back. I, I took a ton of pictures. It was it just kind of blew me away. And lots of little flowering things coming out of it. And it was pretty cool. Krafla lava fields is what it's called. And um, not too far from there, you, you kind of start getting into the Mivatan area, which is kind of like a, there. there's this big sulfur lake that's right there. We, we stopped and took some pictures. It was one of the smelliest places that, that I've ever be, been around. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And it's this very sort of, you know, sea foamy green, blue color all across this lake. And just up the hill from there, there's there's uh, the Mivaten uh, Spa or Health Springs or whatever they call it, um, which is <clears throat> actually it's, it's uh, if you're looking to to book something there, it's called MivatenNatureBaths.is. Nature Baths. Is. and um, that 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 place was huge. It was like probably five or six times the size of the of the Secret Lagoon that we had gone to. Again, we we had the. Uh, Kids started to get used to the to the European experience of going into the you know separate um, changing rooms and they make you everybody has to take a bath uh, shower without any clothes on, which is a is not a, a as typical a, a American experience. I think people do it there so often that it's just like it's very comfortable. And granted, there were a lot of tourists in the mix, but it seemed like there were quite a few Icelanders who were there as well. but doing it with a, a teenager. Was was kind of an interesting experience. The first the first day, it sounded like both the kids uh, were were a little shy about the, the locker room situation. But once everybody's doing it, for some reason, it just becomes more comfortable. And I think that was kind of a great thing about uh, the the experience. And it even it even started to come up, you know, just in in uh, in in other ways. They didn't talk about necessarily that that ex- the experience of of the the bath (laughs) the shower room so much as just like how culturally things are different. Phoenix asked me my almost 16 year old, you know, he said at one point people just seem more comfortable here. And I I said, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And he said, Oh, I don't know. Do do they make more money than us? And I thought, you know, I don't, I don't think they do. I, I think they're, I think the, the average income level is probably closer together than it is in the US but i, I think there are just more com- uh, more com- you know they're comfortable with with less too and i could be wrong about that but it just seems like everyone's you know things 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 are kind of moving a little slower and people do seem comfortable and i think and i think maybe part of the comfort was happening from the you know the people's comfort with their bodies you know people also you know i think we're, were more comfortable in general, no matter what their body type was like, and at, at any age, one of the things that I think I picked up just from being at these baths, and, and we we found a couple more along the way, which I'll tell you about. But but I think that was kind of a big experience, and it was kind of right around there that I realized this is kind of an amazing thing for for our kids to to be doing. So we so we had I think we took a couple hours at that at that place. They had they had all this, these different areas where you could kind of hang out in, and waterfalls that you could kind of sit under, and. It was great. had some had some food, and then we got back on the road. Started driving. Took a, quite a few stops around that Mivat area. It's just, I mean, it's just gorgeous. So many little, you know, m- mountain backdrops with lakes, little islands all all around in the lakes. It's just gorgeous. And then we we found an area that they, that are called mini craters with these little, almost kind of little mountains with little holes in the, in the center of them that you, you could, you know, hike around in and they had areas to kind of climb up with steps usually to go to the top and get views from different areas. Just again, I mean, and, and the kids, you know, the kids just seem to love these, these little, you know, explorations too. So, um, and then that that evening we we uh, we headed through. There's a there's a big tunnel that you have to go through to get to Akureyri, which is one of the northern port cities, uh, and right along the fjords up there. And again, just like it's just hard to hard to explain. The the, the pictures will do more justice, but even the pictures can't quite capture just the sort of enormity and the vastness and the beauty of the of the place and that town in particular is just very sort of quiet we we ended up getting an airbnb that's that was right along the waterfront and it was very reasonable and and just right along where all the restaurants and shops are and we we found uh, that that night my my wife had done some research but we had found the our, our favorite restaurant of the whole trip it's called Brig John. it's b r y g g j a n i believe um is really cool you know sort of woody indoor place just a great in, great environment really good food they even had things like cheese sticks and stuff like that for the kids and for for the adults uh so that was that was great but you know really it's, it's fun to taste the beers there wine was good in every place we went to So that was that was fun, and you know we that place in particular. I remember, you know, realizing we 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 had kind of a long day. We didn't get out of the restaurant until probably ten thirty at night, and uh, it's the middle of summer. It was still light, and we probably you know at at night we would have to kind of convince ourselves by putting the shades down and just turning on an interior light that it was nighttime and and time for sleep. So we just usually get back and kids would watch a show or something, or we watched a little bit of of, uh, Icelandic TV, <laughs> which is enough to put anyone to sleep. Um, and, uh, I should mention actually, if, uh, if you're, if you do this trip and you, uh, and you're driving around, you have to, ch- you have to check out the Icelandic radio stations. There's only two, I think, uh, there's, there's maybe three by, if you're near Reykjavik, but there were times where we could only get one, or times where we couldn't get any, and the and the format was just like nothing I could figure out. And you know, there'd be there'd be talking for you know five to ten minutes sometimes in between songs, and you'd you'd hear some Fleetwood Mac, and then they'd talk and break for like you know fifteen minutes, and then all of a sudden they'd play uh, some Icelandic rap, <laughs> you would break for a little bit longer, and then you'd have some like. 90s alternative song. It was just like all all over the place, but it was. I mean, we we just couldn't get enough of it. It was it was so much fun. So all right, so where we had day six, we got up and did a whale tour. Um, right there was was basically like you know, just a couple minutes walking from where our Airbnb was, and went out on the water along the fjords. Did not see any whales, which was a little bit of a bummer but they had they had sort of prepared us because i guess they had like a big influx a couple of weeks before which means that they were probably moving through that area and they were probably somewhere else along the coast so we missed it they did they did give us kind of a lot of history and stuff and the fjords are really kind of cool to see from the water that just that that area that that coastline is is beautiful so i i still enjoyed it it was just I was in, it turned out to be like a really nice day for being out on the boat, sometimes they have to give you special jackets, and we just, you know, it was, it was sunny enough and nice enough that we just got to kind of be out on the deck the whole time. And um, so it was it, that was that was pretty cool. And then we walked around the town that day, and then we found the the mother of all baths is in is in uh, There's this, it's it's a it's a basically kind of like the municipal pool, you know, there, but they have two big pools, and then they have a bunch of little kind of you know areas again the pools are a little bit heated so you, even though it was probably only 65 degrees 60 degrees something like that outside it, it actually might have been, been a little bit cooler there maybe like 55 if the water was warm enough that you could kind of go in and out they had hot tubs they had different temperatures of of hot tubs and they had a cold cold bath they had a, a steam room that you could go into and they had um water slides for the kids and and for the adults, <laughs> I ended up getting in at it later on in the day. And I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? This is great. And the water was heated. So super fun. We had we ended up spending, I don't know, maybe two or three hours there that afternoon. And then again, uh, we had such a great dinner the night before, we had to go back to Brig John again, same, same place. So the next day, I guess we were uh, our, our last kind of full day there, long, long trip. Four, I guess, four-hour trip along the uh, uh, from from Akureyri back to Cedis, or sorry, back to Reykjavik, and uh, but it was like again, just like such such beautiful like scenery everywhere we went, and and again, there's like horses everywhere, sheep all over the place as you're driving along, cows. Oh, and, and we we did stop. I forgot to mention this earlier. I, around the Golden Circle, there is a place that. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture of this so you can check it out. There's a, there's a place that serves that serves ice cream that comes right from the. The cows that they have on the farm. In fact, they have like a big window next to the where the little cafe and, and and ice cream shop is, so you can see the cows hanging out in the barn. They're just looking at you as you're eating the ice cream, which is kind of a unique experience. I really liked the ice cream. They also make their own cones with some kind of caramel rolled into it, and you can see them making the cones. Kids didn't Didn't like the ice cream as much as as we did, but they don't they don't sweeten things the same way that they do in the states. So everything was, uh, you know, I think I think they had, they adapted to it. This was like the second day of the trip, and so you know everything was sort of like getting used to the flavor of the cheese and the milk and the and the ice creams and stuff, and all the sodas as well. Just they're not they're not as sweet as they are here, which I, they got totally used to. And when we came back, and they had. Sprite or something in some place here. Not too long ago, they were just kind of blown away by how how sweet it was. They almost didn't didn't like it anymore. So another another good reason to take your kids out of the country. Um, so we, we we drove. There was a few different stops that were kind of cool. There's there's some little houses. Um, they're called Glambauer. They are they're these they're the, it's this area. I think the houses are like 800 years old. That they've, they've been sort of you know. Re, Refurbished in in different ways, but they all have kind of a sod covered um, roof that that I think it's almost kind of like looks mossy, but I think it's all sod covered, and it was kind of a way that they they used to insulate these places. They were pretty cool to see, and we uh, we stopped in another crater along that area too. That was that you had to climb pretty high, and the views along there were were pretty amazing. I highly recommend that one. That one's called Grab Rock crater um so that was i had to my, my daughter was a little we every time we got in the car she'd fall asleep so she had fallen asleep for a little bit and i ended up having to carry her about halfway up until she finally woke up um but really cool really cool views from up there and then we got back we went to uh went back to Reykjavik we got back in the afternoon so we had some had some dinner and just walked around around Reykjavik and got a little better feel for it it was a beautiful day that day i think that was the warmest of all the days i think it was about 65 that day got in and then we stayed in a we stayed in a place over by the airport that night um that that i actually really liked another another one of those another one of those uh hostel type places they're sort of run like hotels but again they have those that same kind of shared uh you know, having an ent- entryway with a shared bath and the and the rooms. but just overall was such a like we 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 ended up driving about a thousand miles, you know, like I think fifteen hundred kilometers around the island, and uh, it was it was really quite a quite a monumental trip for all of us. And I think it's just good to I, I like I like doing road trips like this in the in the summer months. This was we had planned on doing this somewhere in the states. Turned out that the airfare was a little cheaper to actually go to Iceland. So if it's something that you think you might want to do, and if you have any more questions, anything I, I didn't get to or names I forgot to mention in this, uh, hit me up uh, Jeremy at highwaytohealthpodcast.com, and I'm happy to to share in any of our itinerary with you. And look out for the, uh, the pictures. I'm going to post them on, on Instagram. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.